The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about to hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is uh, an educational video by Bradley. And by the way, he is... In an undisclosed location, I'll let him tell you about that when he's ready to do that, if he so chooses. Um, but he will not be on today either, but I do think he will be back on tomorrow, Saturday for two hours, three o'clock Eastern. Okay, uh, But <clears throat> we'll probably have another educational video up, but you can see this one up until three o'clock, at which time we'll change that out. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, you know, blow it up whatever device you've got, and then look for the uh, rumble icon in the bottom right hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. Got a lot of friends over there. Good to see you guys this morning, and I'd uh, love to have you over there as well. Um, we are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. That's the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Please subscribe to the channel, and then also on BeforeIt'sNews.com. They've been kind enough to give us a spot over there, and we appreciate uh, that very much. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can subscribe for our email newsletter. Again, that goes out once a day between 7 and 8 Eastern uh, in the evening, all the articles at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, including the Morning Show Archive. So if you're, you know, you say, oh, where's this stuff you talked about and this, that, and the other, it's all in one little thing, okay? And we'll have it right there, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, okay? All you got to do is look up the title, Biden Defends Child Abuse and Islam as Activist Shuts Down the Media in Under Four Minutes, okay? So look for that title, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, later on today, and uh, that'll be the archive uh, for the show today. Um, and finally, if you would like to help keep us out there doing what we're doing, there's a donate button at the top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And, uh, we really do appreciate your support guys. We really do. Um, okay. So we got a lot to cover today and I was unable to get, uh, a glass of water. So boy, my mouth's already dry. So we're going to we're going to get through this. I want to I want to clarify something from yesterday. 
uh, and saying the things that I said concerning Tur Tucker Carlson, it was not an attempt to tear him down. That, that wasn't the way I was going about it. Um, what I was trying to do was show people this is the history, this is the ties, these kinds of things. And the reason I only had the, the one passage of scripture was I wanted to drive home the point that there are people who appear, they appear to be doing what's right. But you have no idea of the intents, the motives, the money behind it, the, the influence behind it or anything. And so you got to be discerning about that. You've got to be discerning. And I, I saw some comments, um, you know, in under the video uh, that were talking about the fact, well, some people think that, that he's repentant. Okay, well, maybe he is. Let him bring forth fruits of repentance. Okay? Just because somebody sees something with the COVID shot, uh, and, and calls that out does not mean they're a believer. Okay. It doesn't just because somebody sees something with Donald Trump, you know, and calls that out doesn't mean, or Joe Biden, it doesn't mean they're a believer it means they can see something's wrong there and they called it out and rightly so that's part of being made in the image of God. This is the marring of that. The fact that we don't see perfectly everything and we don't do everything perfectly the way God has commanded. And that gets into a whole nother thing of what we were talking about in chat the other day of God's will. You know, it's, it, it's very clear his pre, what we call the prescriptive will of God is that which he's commanded. The will, you want to know the will of God? Go to the word of God. That's how you know the will of God. Okay. Go to the word of God. You will know what God has commanded you to do. Go and do it. And then there is this secret will or his decretive will in which everything that happens, whether it's what he commanded or not commanded in the scriptures, takes place, and it is his will, it is his providence going throughout history. Those things are taking place. And yeah, even the bad, wicked things are a part of that will, that decretive will, his decrees. We call it his decrees. And he has good purpose in doing them. And having them take place. So there is a distinction between it. It ought to be readily understood by God's people so that they don't run off into this thing of, you know, trying to come up with their own solutions for stuff. And we're going to talk about some of this in a minute uh, where we were talking the other week of the silent scream and abortion. And I had, I, I don't even know how to say it except to say it this way. I have known liars putting words in my mouth I never said. Saying that, oh, Tim says that aborted babies go to hell. I never said that. Played it on, replayed it for you guys. You heard it. These are people who don't, they don't know the scripture. They take it and twist it to what they want to twist it into. Especially if they get their sights on you. They twist it into what they want to. Now, I appreciate people who call me up and said, hey, did you really say this? Or, or they, I, you know, they messaged me and stuff. And I was able to say, no, go back and listen to it. You'll never hear me say something like that. Nevertheless, there are people who do it. So we're going to cover, we're going to tap on some of those things. And I wish some of these people would answer the scriptures for what they say with regard to children. We're going to touch on that a little bit today. I want to take you to a couple of uh, articles we've had over the past couple of days here at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. You guys remember Ray Epps, right? He is the FBI informant. He's the guy orchestrating what went on there January 6, 2021. He had a... um. He had a daughter, and um, 
she was in a, an interview. I don't know how long ago the interview was done, but if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, you'll get a, you'll get some insight into how, how this man behaves. He is a reprobate. If, if what she says is true, he is an absolute reprobate. This is at sonsoflibertymedia.com. FBI informant Ray Epps' daughter reveals how her father abused her as a teen. This is a sick dude. It really is. She talks about being like, just a, for instance, 14 years old. Starts to have her period. And Ray is telling her to undress in front of him. Drop her underwear, be naked there. And she didn't want to do it. But she ended up doing it. And then he stuck her outside to sleep for the night, naked. First time having her period at 14. That's She went a little longer than, than a lot of kids today, I guess. But she had to curl up with the dog to keep warm. It was cold that night. That's just one of the many abuses that Ray was doing that his daughter uh, alleges that he was doing. You ought to listen to it just to get a, a sense for what kind of man this is. He's not anybody's friend, okay? Um, and then we've got this one. This is before we get into all the other stuff here. This was kind of interesting because uh, if you, you know, I catch bits and pieces of Bradley's show sometimes because I'm going back and forth doing different things. But I know Bradley's talked about this. And that is how the the um, the chick there, KJP, she's got to be she's got to be more ignorant than Jen Psaki I, I, as a press secretary. She really does, and it, you can see she calls on certain people. When she gets called out, she turns into a little five year old pitching the temper tantrum. Remember when the the guy I don't know where he was from. Uh, but his accent was definitely not American, so he may be an American. I, I'm pretty sure he is American, but uh, he 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 or his family came from somewhere else. That's that's clear. So he's talked about how they'll call on people, and they already have the question there in front of them, and the answer they've already written out. Uh, so it makes it look like it's random and this that and the other. Well, look, uh, he got caught with uh, <laughs> with crib notes particular reporter here, he already had his little printout. I mean, they don't even just write them. They print them out with pictures and everything on them. It's incredible. And uh, so you can hit play on this little video. You can see some of that. And I apologize. I have to keep hitting this button because whew, this cough just will not go away. It doesn't matter what I do. <laughs> it's just kind of hanging around. And I got a couple other people in the house who have it too. Uh, so we'd appreciate your prayers that I can get rid of this so that I don't have to keep doing that. Anyway, uh, it's more annoying than it is anything else. Anyway, this is this is what's going on. The whole the whole political clown show is nothing but that. It is a show. It is a WWE match. This is what I've been saying for years. There's no reality here. It's kind of like reality TV shows. There's no reality there. It's all scripted. I don't know why people think it's real because it's not. It's not a reality show. Anyway, this is what this is what he's doing, and you can see here is um, uh, what what you know they're asking. How are you squaring your and I can't read all of it domestic priorities, but the question's already there. 
The reporter is going to read that question verbatim, and there's going to be an answer up under it in which uh, you know Biden's going to answer, or his lookalike, or whoever's in there. I don't, I don't know. That's what's going on. We we are seeing literally a soap opera going before us. And it's like they they stick it in our faces. I, I came somebody sent me a video yesterday. And it's not that I haven't seen some of these things, but there's a guy he came to Brevard County to the county meeting there. And he was talking about the money being used for NASA and he confronted the people and he said I'm going to send you videos he said, if, if NASA's really going into outer space, if they're really doing all this stuff, if they're really up there in the International Space Station, then why do we have green screen glitches and live feeds coming from them? And he showed some of them. Why do we have astronauts just appearing out of nothing like they came out of a green screen? Why do we have an astronaut who nearly drowned because water got in his helmet during a spacewalk? How does that happen? It's because they're underwater. <laughs> It's incredible to me that we are still in a time where people still buy into whatever they're shown on television, whatever they're told by politicians, and this guy's confronting them over it. The lies and deceptions and the delusions that are out there are absolutely incredible when you step back and you go, how are they doing this? What, you know, what's going on here? With that said, I want to play for you something that we got yesterday. Uh, from Matt Agrist. And this is a guy by the name of Jose Vega. He shows up at this meeting um, where they're developing this narrative for more warmongering. Okay. And they don't care about the truth. They're out there to get the people on board with the war. You know, I hope Americans are waking up and will say, no, nah, we're not doing any of this. But we'll see. We'll see what happened. Anyway, this panel was at Columbia Journalism Review, which featured editors from the New York Times, the Washington Post, Los Angeles Times, and Reuters. The panel was titled, Fault Lines, a Panel on Building a Domestic Press. Is that what you want, a domestic press, or do you want a free press? Because I can tell you, a lot of what passes as the press are domestic enemies. They're not a press. They're, they're enemies. But this guy pops up, and um, he starts tackling stuff that have, has been reported by uh, Seymour Hirsch, especially with regards to the Nord, Nord Stream pipeline. and. Um, Here's here's one of here's just a short bit and then I'm going to play it okay just so you hear it. Um, he says, "Is this the lecture hall with Seymour Hirsch?" I just I'm I'm looking for the one with Seymour Hirsch because it's a policy and press hall event. So shouldn't we be talking about the Nord Stream since that's the biggest story of the century? And you guys, I mean, you have the executive editor of the New York Times there who came out with a phony story to try and block Seymour Hirsch. It's just kind of funny how that happened, you know? I mean, did you even acknowledge Seymour Hirsch? All of you are executive editors of papers that broke the Pentagon Papers, Miley, and Watergate. 
Are these the same papers or not? I mean, is there anything you've gotten right in the last 20 years, or am I mistaken about that? I mean, it's just kind of funny because Iraq, wrong. Syria, wrong. Russiagate, really wrong. Okay? I mean, the list goes on and on. So the last thing you should do to try and actually fix your reputation is acknowledge that though leaks we had to find out that Zelensky was going to bomb Moscow on the anniversary of the war. I mean, if you're so impartial, shouldn't you at least say that Zelensky was going to bring us on the verge of World War III? And you know what? I, I have to agree with that. In fact, I had this... Uh, open up here because I wanted it's easier for me to play it out of Rumble than it is out of Twitter. Uh, but this guy, <clears throat> I just want you to hear what he has to say because uh, he he really does he really does shame these guys. Check this out. Oh, is this the lecture hall with Seymour Hirsch? I I just I'm looking for the one with Seymour Hirsch because it's a policy and press hall event. So shouldn't we be talking about the Nord Stream since that's the biggest story of the century and? You guys, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, you have the executive editor of the New York Times there who came out with a phony story to try and block Seymour Hirsch. It just it's just kind of funny how that happened. You know, I mean, did you even acknowledge Seymour Hirsch? All of you are executive editors of papers that broke Pentagon, Me Lie, Watergate. Is this the same papers or not? I mean, is there anything you've gotten right? in the last 20 years or am i mistaken about that i mean it's just kind of funny because iraq wrong syria wrong russiagate really wrong okay i mean the list goes on and on so the last thing you could do to try and actually fix your reputation is acknowledge that through leak okay and just for the the listening audience uh the goons are already starting to move in they're starting to move in to shut him up okay we had to find out that Zelensky was going to bomb Moscow on the anniversary. I mean, if you're so impartial, shouldn't you at least say, right, that Zelensky was going to bring us on the verge of World War III? That seems pretty fair. While Julian Assange rots in prison, all of you got, you know, fat checks because he's in jail for doing your job. And you know what? Tucker Carlson ain't no Seymour Hirsch. But he did something you guys are scared to do, speak the truth and actually be critical of the war, which is why he was actually fired from Fox, because you are all cowards, every single one of you. None of you have actually had any relevancy. And you know what? The mainstream press is now dying. Nobody's ever going to listen to you again. You have no credibility with the public. The only people who care about what you have to say are elite assholes who have nothing productive to oh, say anymore and it's dying off so will you at least say something either about Nord Stream or Ukraine or the fact that Zelensky brought us to the verge of World War three and the only reason we knew about that was through leaks I'm go ahead it's a free speech event right you guys are the press Let's say something here, Mr. Khan. No, what they on. what you they're doing. Really? Look, here's what they're doing for the viewing or for the listening audience. There's two guys and there's two women sitting there, and they're just kind of looking at him like, "How dare you talk to us that way, you little peasant? Don't talk to us that way." And he uh, he is letting them have it. He is just letting them have it. Executive head of the New York Times, you know. I'm just trying to get into some good trouble here, man. Woo, listen, Karen, get out of my face for a second. I got to talk to these gentlemen. 
Well, I just want to hear what they have to say. Go ahead. I'm done. And now they got the cops involved. You could you could project if we can. And they got some woman in his face swaying as he tries to look forward. Yeah. So thank you. All right. I do think that we need to give. Uh, our moderator, a chance to ask one questions. We're on the verge of and World War III. The okay, so let me stop here too because I just want to give you the names of these people. Let me see if it rolls back up. Yeah. Jonathan Capehart from MSLSD, Joe Kahn, the New York Times, Sally Busby, the Washington Post, and Alessandra Galani from Reuters. These are the people who are on stage now. Say something about this bombing. We blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Listen, don't stand there while there are people rotting in prison. Nobody said anything about Uhuru, right? The socialists who are in jail for being critical of this war. God damn it. Okay, I apologize for the language, but... At least say something about the people in jail for being... All right, so you get, you get the idea. This guy called it out. They don't like it. And there's a lot of people that heard it. It wasn't just, it didn't just happen in this room. This video is pretty much going, I hate to even use the term viral anymore, but that's the way it's going. It's being passed around. Why? Because people know what the guy's saying is true. They know what he's saying is true. And these people on the stage are the Mockingbird media. That's what they are. They are the Mockingbird media. Every bit of it. And does that mean, again, let's go back to what I said yesterday, even with Tucker Carlson. Does that mean they don't tell the truth sometimes? Yeah, so does the devil. So does the devil. But he mingles it with lies, and that's the issue. It's the lies that are, that are killing us, not the truth. The truth sets us free, Jesus says, right? You'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. And right at the heart of the truth is none other than the truth, the Lord Jesus. Okay, that's what he has said. But you can read about this and you can you can watch this for yourself at sonsoflibertymedia.com. The uh, the title of the article is Watch How to Stream the War or How to Shame the Warmongers in Mainstream Media and Embarrassing Silence in Under Four Minutes. I, I love what he said. Julian Assange is in jail for doing your jobs. Uh, Julian Assange is in jail for doing your jobs. Now, whether you like Julian Assange or not is irrelevant. The guy's never had to retract anything. Why? Because he just took the secret documents of our government and governments around the world and put them out there for the people to see. He uncovered them. He showed them for who they are and what they are and what they're doing. And that's to be commended. You know, the Bible tells us that we're to expose the works of darkness, not to hide them, not to cover for them, we're to expose them. And I don't think Julian's maybe a Christian. I don't think he's a Christian. At least I haven't seen anything that says that. But he has a passion for what the truth is regarding these things with our governments. And why do we have that? Because we've not pressed the, king, the crown rights of King Jesus on government. We've not done that. And our governments have gone the, uh, up, up to, into utter apostasy. They're in there writing, quote-unquote, laws, their pretended laws, that are tyranny against the people that they serve. They're not there to uphold 
God's moral law. They're there to tear it down and to refashion it into an image that looks like something that they want. They want to be God. And this was something that Jesus, I think, was addressing with the Pharisees. They had a problem with him saying he was the son of God. And he says, well, aren't you called gods? Well, what does he mean by that? Does he mean they're an actual God? Like, you know, there's some kind of cross hybrid of something and they're, you know, immortal. No, that's not what he means. He means you're, you're lawgivers yourself. You want to write your own laws. You want to put the people in bondage. You want to put burdens on them that you won't even lift a finger to help them with. You just want to condemn, 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 condemn. And you have your traditions based off of these things rather than adhering to the word of God. I think I made mention of this the other day in which uh, Jesus looked to them and he, he said as much. He says, you know, you're supposed to honor your mother and father and the one who doesn't honor mother and father is to be put to death. But you uphold your traditions and you spit on the law of God. You won't obey that. But you'll do those things where you think you're upholding yourself. Okay. A couple of things that are going on with the Biden administration. And this is going to tie into uh, just more attacks. Now, they're going to start narrowing this down. It's not just going to be anybody. Eventually, this is going to come directly to our front door, as we talked about in Amos 6.3, where we haven't we haven't dealt with those people and, bec- and look the reason i say that in this culture is because even under the government that's been erected here in the united states it's the people who are supposed to enforce the law it's the people how many times have we read article 1 section 8 clause 15 the militia which are the able bodied men are to be the ones to enforce the law that's what it says It doesn't say the FBI, it doesn't say the CIA, the NSA, DHS, any of these other unconstitutional agencies that have been erected with our money to be used against us. doesn't say any of that. It says we are to do it. And the fact of the matter is, for generations here in the United States, the men have not done that. That includes me. I'm not pointing the finger at anybody else. It's all of us men that this has gone on. But here's the latest thing. Actually, there's a couple of them. Biden establishes interagency task force with senior government officials to stop Islamophobia. As if we're not having to deal with these uh, men who think they're women and women who think they're men, as if that isn't just reprobate enough. Now we're dealing with Islamophobia again. And um, here's the thing. Islamophobia means you have a fear. That's what the phobia is, right, of Islam. I don't have a fear of, of Islam. I hate the ideology. I've had several people, some have come on the show who are Muslims. Um, we've had them in for maybe an expertise on you know, uh, matters of health and things of that nature. And they're standing, applaud their stand for trying to out the convicts. Uh, but we, we don't serve the same God. When, when people tell you that Judaism and 
Islam and Christianity are all Abrahamic religions, that is utter nonsense. It is a lie. Oh, well, Tim, Islam, those guys come from Ishmael, and, you know, the Bible says that, okay, that's fine. They're not an Abrahamic religion. And neither is modern-day Judaism either. Go read the book of Galatians. Galatians is very clear. You're of Israel if you have the faith of Abraham. And what was Abraham's faith? Well, Paul makes the argument there. It was in the promised seed, not Isaac, but Christ, the one who would bless the nations. That is the true Abrahamic religion. Everything else is false. Everything else is false. Well, boy, you're pretty arrogant to say that. Nope, God said it. He said it in his word. He's very clear about it. The only true religion, if you will, is that of Christ. And the Abrahamic religion, the real one, is the fruit born from that which comes from Jesus Christ. It doesn't come from Allah. It doesn't come out of the Talmud. It doesn't come out of the Bhagavad Gita. It doesn't come out of any other books. It doesn't come out of any other religion. It doesn't. If you say that it does, if you offer that up, then you are denying that what Christ said himself. There is no other way to the Father except through him. He is the one and only mediator between God and man. Now, either he is or he isn't. And whatever you decide about that doesn't change whether he is or not. It just determines whether or not you're going to submit to him or whether you're going to be judged by him. It's as simple as that. It's, it's a pretty simple thing. But here we have, again, these guys doing what they're doing. And so there's now an interagency task force with senior government officials to stop Islamophobia. And again, they can make Islamophobia what they want. It's not necessarily a fear of Islam. It can be that you just did what I did and called it out for what it is. It is a doctrine of demons. It is not, it doesn't save anybody. It's kind of like Roman Catholicism. You know, you can go through these holy months and you can do the fasting and you can do all this stuff and you're still at enmity with God. You're still in your sin. And of course, in Rome, everything depends upon man. It is what we call anthropocentric. It is centered upon man, man's desires, man's fulfillment, man's will, man's this, man's that. Whereas biblical theology is theopocentric. It is totally focused upon God because he is the object of worship. And so this is why salvation is not about you. It's about God. It's about God redeeming men unto himself, seeking and saving the lost, bringing them to himself through the work of his son, the Lord Jesus. And this is why I said during the time, and I hope people will get it, I know most of you did, that anybody... I don't care if they're unborn, born, what age, gender, ethnicity, or whatever. Anybody that enters into the kingdom of God enters there by the work of Christ. Period. That's it. 
they enter there by the work of Christ. So here is the statement that was issued. And this is, um, <clears throat> I should have opened this part up. Sorry about that. But uh, the, the article here is by Robert Spencer. But the statement here uh, is given. And here's what he does. Here's what he says. Jill and I extend our best wishes to Muslim communities across the country and around the world as you celebrate. I don't even know how to, to pronounce this. So I'm not trying to be offensive. You guys know what I am with some of these words sometimes. Eid al-Fitr. I don't, I don't know if that's correct or not. Maybe, maybe someone correct me. But anyway, and conclude the holy month of Ramadan. There's nothing holy about it when, boy, we were keeping up with all of the murders committed by those who, really, who truly follow in the footsteps of Muhammad during the month of Ramadan every year. Every year. With the sighting of the crescent moon, uh, this is a festive, I'm not even going to try to say it, uh, is a festive celebration where Muslims feast after the holy month of fasting, decorate their homes, give gifts of love to loved ones. Where It's like Christmas for them, I guess. Something like that. But it's Muslim. Wear new clothes and visit family and friends. I'm moved by the generosity that is shown from families that can provide food and give charity to those in need through this thing. Uh, that they have, this, this celebration. And this celebration marks the completion of a holy month dedicated to devotion, charity, and reflection, a time when we also remember Muslim communities around the world that are enduring conflict. But yeah, a lot of them are enduring conflict and poverty and, hungry and hunger and disease because we went into their countries and destroyed the country. Let's just, keep, let's just put that on the table too. Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, you name it. Iran. That's, gonna, that's, on, that's on the table. And Iran's Persian, but they do have Muslims there as well. And who's causing all this? We are. We are. So, he's going to continue here. He says, as we celebrate our blessings, this and, and Eid, I, I don't know. Ugh. Let us also recommit ourselves to the timeless work of building peace and standing up for the rights and dignity of all people. Now, he doesn't do this for Christians. That he doesn't do. No, Christians are attacked. But this is, this is part of what we see in a disobedient nation, Deuteronomy 28. Instead, we used to be the head. You know, we, we've been through this before. Our history shows our laws and everything, you know, when we got when when our forefathers came here and they established uh, the colonies and then later on the states, all was based upon the Bible. Now the Bible's gotten rid of. We we don't want to hear about that. No, no, no. We want to protect the foreigners that come in. We want to protect their religion. We want to protect we want to protect people who are mentally unstable, who are reprobates, who think they're men when they're really women, or women when they're really men. We want to, now we're, we're, they're trying to push, we want to protect those who want to pray on our children. Yeah, that's, that's part of the curse of Deuteronomy 28. It, it really is. You can go and read it. It's right there. My administration is also committed to addressing all forms of hate, including Islamophobia. <laughs> what about that? What, what, you can't even call it Christophobia because they're not, they're not in fear of Christ. You call them Christ-haters. That's what they are. This is why they need the gospel. This is why they need a change of heart. And this is why it's going to take bold men like, 
we had on the show the other day, Mason Goodnight, to call people to repentance, to call them to bow the knee to Christ. This is why I established an interagency task force with senior government officials to tackle this and related challenges and encourage every American to build a more inclusive nation. Sorry, Christianity is not inclusive. It's not. It's exclusive. Let me ask you something. Were the children of Israel in Egypt on the night before they were to walk out, when they were to observe the Passover and put the blood on the doorposts? Was that an inclusive thing for Egypt? Nope. The angel passed over the houses that had that blood on the doorposts. Let me ask you something, friend. Is the blood on the doorpost of your house? Are you covered in the blood of Christ? If you are not, you are not in the kingdom. The Bible says that you are under the condemnation of God already. I don't stand here to condemn you. I stand here with a message of reconciliation. That you can be reconciled unto God. You don't have to suffer the wrath of God. But I preach to you a God that actually saves, not makes it possible for you to be saved, not gives you a little helping hand, not gives you a little medicine. He is a God who actually saves from sin. He actually does it. And those of you who've been born again, those of you who've been saved from your sin and from God's wrath, you know that to be true. You know it by evidence that God has worked in your life to turn you from the sin that he hates and that he will punish, either in you or in Christ, one or the other. Let's finish this up here. He says, this is why I established this, uh, this task force to tackle this and related challenges and encourage every American to build a more inclusive nation. We are proud to celebrate this thing uh, at the White House again this year. See, it's going, it's went into the People's White House. Islam is Antichrist at its core. They can talk about believing in Jesus all they want, but they do not believe that he is the Son of God, the one who gave himself for sinners to redeem them back unto God. They don't believe that. Don't, they don't believe that he died. They don't believe that he resurrected. They don't believe any of that. So when they say, this is where you got to be wise when people say, I believe in Jesus. Okay, what do you believe about him? Let's get into some details. Like, oh, I'm a Christian too. Yeah, well, what does that mean? What's happened in your life that's changed since you, quote unquote, believed in Jesus? You, you've got to ask these kinds of questions. You just can't take it at face value anymore. Oh my goodness. There was a, um, <clears throat> a, uh, a, a piece that was done by Chuck Baldwin this week. He was referencing... Um, a Barna report. I should bring that up, but he was referencing a Barna report, and basically what it was doing, in fact, let me just see if I can bring that up really quick here, because uh, we put it out, yes, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, this one. The title of the article is called America's Pulpits Under Indictment, Let the Adjustments Begin. Watch this. Now, this is tied, I'm going to tie this in with what they're what they're saying here again. And this, he talks about what happened over the past three years with the convids, okay? Um, 
I think I can just read this part from Barna's research here that he quotes. And here's what he says. Since the COVID-19 pandemic began in 2020, fewer born-again Christians now say that Jesus lived a sinless life during his time on earth. You can't be a born-again Christian and not believe that. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. If you do not believe that Jesus lived a perfect sinless life on your behalf, you're not a Christian. You're not born again. You're not. And church attendance has dropped by some 15 million people weekly. A new study from the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University shows the findings came from the American Worldview Inventory 2023. I mean, some of this stuff is just incredible. It really is. You're talking about a massive falling away, a massive apostasy. An annual tracking study of the worldview of U.S. adults involving 2,000 people from across the country and conducted under the supervision of George Barna, Director of Research at the Cultural Research Center, while born-again Christians make up about one-third of all U.S. adults and are considered, quote, the backbone of local church activity because of their higher level of commitment to the Christian faith, end quote, the study shows that between 2020 and 2023, just three years, the, the convids, the share of those who say they believe Jesus did not commit sins during his lifetime on earth fell from 58% to 44%. This shift in belief among born-again Christians, and I hate that he, he uses that term because you, you just can't believe that. You, you can't. How do you have a savior from sin who is a sinner himself? You don't. This is why he had to be a perfect, this is, this is why when, like when I was talking about the Passover, I mean, that Passover lamb was watched over for seven days to make sure it didn't have any blemishes, didn't have any you know, problems. And then it was sacrificed, and then it was eaten, all of it, and whatever wasn't eaten was burned in the fire. It was a picture of what Christ was doing. He was slaughtered among the, the, the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Passover lambs during the Passover. He became the final Passover, the one to end all sacrifices. Remember that when you read Daniel chapter 9. The one who ends sacrifices is Jesus. It's not an antichrist. It's Jesus. He's the one who ends sacrifices because he is the sacrifice. This shift in belief among born-again Christians was among six that showed a significant decline in the past three years that Barna characterized as indefensible. Fewer than half of born-again Christians also now believe they have a unique God-given calling or purpose. The share of those who held that belief fell from 88% in 2020 to a staggering 46% during the pandemic. A downward trend was also observed among those who say the Bible is unambiguous in its teaching about abortion. That belief fell from 58% to 44%. Those who say human life is sacred fell from 60% to 48%. This is among professing Christians. This is not out there in the world. This is those who profess Christ. And the number of born-again Christians who say God is the basis of all truth fell from 69% to 63% over the period. The share of born-again believers who say they are deeply committed to practicing their religious faith fell from 85% to 50%. While the share of those who say they read or study the Bible at least once a week fell from 60% to 55%. When it comes to the general population of U.S. adults, Barna said that the share of the population that claims to hold a biblical worldview fell from 6% to 4% in the last three years. Incredible.
while less than half now claim to be deeply committed to practicing their religious faith. That measure fell from 60% to 48%. The veteran researcher said the findings on the drastic shift in Christian belief over such a short period of time are highly unusual because religious beliefs and behaviors have typically been a hallmark of consistency. Most religious beliefs change over the course of generations, not a few years, Barna said. However, we know that major life crises have the capacity to introduce substantial change quickly in the foundations of people's faith, and the impact of COVID-19 has been significant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I think is really going on. The convids were a testing of God's people. And sadly, for the most part, those who claim that they're God's people, those who claim that they're born-again Christians, failed the test. Failed the test. Do we wonder why the things are going on? Do we wonder why we got this statement from Joe Biden about Islamophobia and then making up a task force? You can bet that task force is going to target Christians. Listen, friends, when Jesus said, when the salt, he says, you're the salt of the earth. And when the salt loses its savor, what's it good for? What's it good for? You can't put it on the food. It doesn't taste good. It doesn't preserve anything. It's good for being thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. That's coming. Because the church, what professes to be the church, let me put it that way, what professes to be the church is not upholding Christ, nor his word, nor his gospel. They're not doing it. And that leads us to this last one. Same guy, the illegitimate guy in the White House, and yes, he is Ill illegitimate. Biden sues Tennessee in defense of child gender mutilation. Did you guys see this? Now, this, isn't, this, is, not, um, this is not anything new. This guy's a pedophile too. I mean, when you got when the man's own daughter says, "Yeah, I think I was molested taking showers with my dad." When you see the 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 utter depravity of his son and what that, you know, she whiz. The depravity that Hunter Biden is engaged in, I mean, I don't even think he's going to live to be as old as his dad. The way he carries on. Anyway, there is this new Protecting Children from Gender uh, Mutilation Act. So here's the thing. This is from Daniel Greenfield. Biden just announced that he's running a, for a second term on a freedom agenda. It's really a bondage agenda. I mean, if you want a biblical view of things, it's a, it's a bondage agenda. Remember, Jesus... Uh, told the Pharisees of the day that uh, they were in bondage. And they said, oh, we're, who, we're not in bondage. What, what are you talking about? And they were under the thumb of Rome. They couldn't even see that, nor could they see the bondage that sin had put them in. What does freedom look like? Boarding, grooming, and mutilating kids. That's, what, that's Biden's view of freedom. This is why the Biden regime is suing Tennessee over the Protecting Children from Gender Mutilation Act. The media avoids using the actual name of the bill, much as they invented and insisted on using the don't say gay bill to slur a Florida measure protecting kids against being groomed in schools. 
What the bill does should not be controversial. As CBN News reported late last month, the new law puts several measures into place. It forbids transgender surgeries on minors and prohibits doctors from prescribing puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones to anyone under the age of 18. I mean, that sounds good, doesn't it? That sounds good. I'm going to say even with parental approval, that sounds good because parents shouldn't be able to approve doing this to minors. I don't care if it's their kids or not. They, what, what in the world? That is a form of child abuse. Oh, Tim, you're wanting to go into the family jurisdiction. If they're abusing kids, yes. But I'll say it again. I think the men of the community could take care of this far better than some you know, thing that Biden is going to come up with. The men of the community, the men of the community used to take care of stuff like this. They didn't have this problem, but if they had an abusive husband in the community, if they had abusive fathers in the community, they went and dealt with them. And they went and dealt with them like men. Now, some people ain't going to like what I say, but they went and beat the pumpkin out of them and said, you better clear up your act, bro, or we're going to come back here and make sure you never do it again. That's how they did it. Go back to the, the piece here. Biden, who defended mutilating minors, claiming that failure to mutilate children is immoral, is immoral. Wow, this dude's got it coming. He's got it coming. Is mad and his racist DOJ appointee is suing the state of Tennessee. Justice Department today filed a complaint challenging Tennessee Senate Bill 1. Oh, look, quit going to court, states. Quit going to court with these people. Tell them, no, it's none of your business. This is a state matter. It's not a federal matter. And, you know, go take a flying leap in the swamp if that's what you want to do. Quit going to court with them. Quit spending the people's money to fight the immoral people. Let them rule what they want and then say, come enforce your ruling and start building up your state militias to oppose those who would come in and try to enforce this immoral action on your families in your states. Uphold the law of God in this. So they're, they're filing this thing, a recently enacted law that denies necessary medical care to youth based solely on who they are. The complaint alleges that SB1's ban on providing certain medically necessary care. It's not that. This is, this would be considered in all cases, in all cases, this would be considered something elective if you even want to call it that. It's not something depending upon somebody's life. It's not. It alleges that providing certain uh, medically necessary care to transgender or transdelusional minors violates the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. What in the world? Yeah, we need to get rid of the 14th Amendment along with several others because they're of no use anymore. But this is how they're using it to enslave the people. They're keeping it in there to enslave the people. And it goes on from there. Let me take these final few minutes and give a few things. I've read this to you because I, I've told you we we read this to we read this to all our kids when they were born. The day they were born, the moment after you know they get up on mom's chest and and they're feeding there, we read Psalm one twenty seven one twenty eight. What does it say? Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord. Some translations are they're a blessing from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy is the man 
that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. And then it goes on to 128. And he talks about your wife being as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house, thy children like olive plants around about thy table. Thus, are, behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. And it ends with, yea, thou shalt see thy children's children and peace upon Israel. God loves children. What does Jesus say? Remember his disciples trying to keep the little children from coming to him? Oh, don't, the master doesn't need to be bothered. And what does he say? Suffer the little children and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. They're a picture of heaven, what it's like. Children trust their parents. They're instructed by their parents. They're corrected by their parents. And yet, I can't help but think, and this is part of the reference that I make to, for people who want to say, you know, they, and I, I say they broad brush the, the deaths of children. I'm going to bring this in just so you get it. That none of them, no, no child, no adult gets into heaven except through the Son. And even though Jesus says, let those little children come, I want you to look just really quick. I'm just going to make mention of these, okay, of what happened in the Old Testament and what God had commanded there. What did he say? There is the command from Scripture. We can go to passages like Joshua chapter 6 and verse 17. And the city shall be accursed, even it and all that, there, that are therein, to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. So I am guessing there were children in Jericho. Mm-hmm. and other women and men, and they were to be destroyed. They were to be destroyed. And then you go to First Samuel, and you see the same thing. Now go and smite Amalek, and utterly destroy all that they have, and spare them not, but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. And what did Saul do? He did not obey the Lord. And you say, why are you throwing that in? I'm saying we're under the judgment of God, and it's not just going to be us that the judgment rains down on. Now, for the righteous, God's going to look out for us. We're going to go through it with everybody else too, though. But the children are going to face these things. The children are going to face these things. And if we're not putting a stop to it now, what makes you think we're going to put a stop to it in the future? Unless men gain courage and repent, we're going down this same road. God grant us repentance and send us men. Lord willing to see you in the morning.